Let us go to God in prayer as I prepare this message to be presented. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for all that this day will mean to each of us as it unfolds. For some didn't wake up this morning, but you woke all of us up with a purpose and a plan. Order our steps, Father God, that we follow them with a good heart. Move me behind the cross that your word may be a blessing unto each of us this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning's scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. That's Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14. And it reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I would be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord and will bring you back to a place from which I carried you into exile. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If this message had to have a topic, it would be check out God's plan. Check out God's plan. I was reading the devotional this morning from the upper room and it had a little saying and it, the highlight was Isaiah 46, 14 and it says, the Lord says, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Between those two scriptures sits the core facts of my message this morning. Check out God's plan for your life. Think about it and say to yourself, what is it that God had particularly planned for me this morning? I don't think I'm in exile. I think I'm in a good place. But when I got up this morning, the thing that jumped into my heart and kind of stuck with me was the fact that God intends to sustain us through everything. This morning, Donnell left to go to Houston. Our son that we have not seen in three and a half years has been traveling from California to Texas for the last couple days. With great anticipation, we realize that he is coming out of exile. And it was a great morning because we prayed and there was a lot of excitement and he says, I wonder what he's going to look like. And I said, honey, you go ahead and you see him first and then you can call me and prepare me. Our son is a rather interesting young man and I hope you'll have a chance to meet him this weekend, but he has spent four years 
with Uncle Sam in some of the most interesting and challenging situations of which many he will not be able to share with us exactly what has gone on. But this scripture says from the prophet Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for your life. And then over there in Isaiah, another prophet, he says, I will sustain you. Those two factors alone are good news for us this morning. I got a call a few minutes ago and he says, I have them. I saw them and I have them. Do you want to talk to them? So I said, yes, let's talk for just a moment. And when he got on the phone, I don't know if any of you have ever seen that movie, Brother from Another Planet. It's an odd little movie, but basically the man has lived on another planet and he comes back and he knows nothing about what is going on here in the planet he's arrived on. My, my son sounded a little like that. He says, I haven't seen TV. I haven't experienced this. These are things that are going on. And he says, I, are we back somewhere in the 1960s? Everybody has an afro. People are wearing strange clothes. This is not what they looked like three and a half years ago. The brother's coming out of exile. Thanks be to God, he is living, breathing, and an awesome young man, and I truly look forward to seeing him. But what I heard over the, the phone was simply a young man who has arrived in a new place and a new season in his life. When Jesus, when the Lord says unto us, I know where you have been because I sent you. I know where you have been because I've been there with you. Implies simply one key factor that even though we have plans and even though we have gone many a place, he has plans for our life. So I say to you, isn't it interesting that he has plans and sometimes we have other plans? If I were to put this hat on my head, many of you would say, where does she think she's going? Maybe it's the hat for a safari. I have my African beads on. I have my safari hat. And I have my cheetah sneakers that I should be able to run really, really fast. But if I just had this on and I said to you, sir, I got plans to go to Africa. Would you think I was ready? Not quite. It doesn't matter that I have a hat and the clothing and even the interest to go if I don't have the fullness to prepare. It may be a desire of my heart, but I may not have yet ventured there because I haven't taken the first step. And the important part about knowing that God has plans for our lives is being willing to take the first step. And simply that first step is acknowledging who God is and accepting that he has plans for our lives. It doesn't say in this scripture that he only has plans for folks who are 21 or he only has plans for people who really, 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 really stay on their knees every hour? He's simply saying in this letter 
from the prophet Jeremiah to the people who have been in exile that I know where you are and I have plans for your life and it ought to translate to each of us, don't quit before the miracle happens. So step one is know who God is. And step two is knowing he's talking about our lives. He has neither left us nor forsaken us. And Isaiah simply says, I'm going to sustain you. So that's the third thing. Step one is to know who God is. Step two is to recognize that he knows where we are. And step three is to say, I'm going to go with these plans. Because in many cases, the preparation that I would do to go on a trip is simply just the surface thing. But if I haven't fully committed to God and haven't said I'm going to be about my father's business, I'm simply making plans in my head. So the last thing I want to bring to your mind this morning to, in early afternoon to reflect upon is regardless of the plan, are you willing to take a journey? Are you willing to leave exile? Because what happened with some of the people in the Old Testament, exile got good to them. They happened to make a new life in Babylon, got a little money in Babylon, and said, well, maybe Babylon is not that bad. In 21st century language, it's when we get accustomed to not having the goodness of God running our whole life. We begin to compromise on what God has said he's going to do with us and through us, and we get to the point where we say, well, it's really not that bad, even though my roof has been leaking for the last 22 and a half months. It's really not that bad. I've gotten kind of used to that. Or we, or we come over here and we're locked down on everything, and we say, well... Pastor, it's all good. I'm okay with the craziness because we haven't taken the first step. We haven't said to God, God, I need your help. God, you know who I am. Help me, and I believe in who you really are. And we say, no, 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 that's not right. That's not how it is. No, we begin compromising on our worship and our relationship with Jesus Christ. Because we grow accustomed in our places of exile. They didn't want me to get that job, so I wasn't qualified for that job anyway. Or I told my kids, well, I know I should do X and I should do Y, but I'm making sure they have the opportunity to do X and Y. Don't worry about mom and daddy. Y'all just go forward. In the name of Jesus. So we begin, instead of following the plans God has for our life, we start giving those plans away. I can see the great things that God has for you, Miss Bell. And it's just awesome. I think you ought to run with that. Oh, Miss Bernice Moore, you just can't imagine what God has planned for your life. And we begin trying to be prophetic about everybody else's 
But we don't work on the plans God has for us. Why is that important? I'm glad you asked. Everyone who is here, God has a preferred plan for their life. He wants us to walk it out. It doesn't mean the will of God won't have any bumps in the road. It doesn't mean the will of God won't have any areas of test and challenge to see where we stand in our faith. But it does mean that he has something special. Because remember the psalmist said we are uniquely and wonderfully made. So all of these gifts work in one body. And this body is a body of Christ. And the grace of God allows this body of Christ to receive the gift and use the gift and then grow by faith. So the body then and of itself continues to be a dynamic, live, spirited body. Jesus didn't want us to celebrate resurrection and then roll over and die. He wants us to celebrate this Holy Spirit. He wants to celebrate the grace that he has given us. He wants us to recognize, I have already paid the price for you to come out of exile. The reason I looked at the Old Testament is sometimes we forget our past. And we don't recognize it. And we turn right around in 21st century time and we end up in exile again. Simply because we didn't pay attention to the plans that God had for our lives. But the good news is, he gave us this day to start this journey, to start this trip, to start this spiritual movement forward to say, I'm going on with the plans that God has for my life. Because what God has for us is for us. What he has for individuals is for those individuals. But he is teaching us today to recognize that he's in charge. The devotion that was in the upper room went a little something like this. It says, out of the book of Romans, it focused on what is it about our lives that gets our attention? It just says here, my mother gave me some old family photos, and I copied them for my children. The pictures were of my grandparents and aunts and uncles. So you see, when I was a child, I thought about those aunts and uncles, and I really thought they were old. But now that my life has moved on, and I'm the age of my aunts and uncles in that picture, I say to myself, they're really not that old. And I slow down my thinking about what I believe old is. Because at this point, it goes on to explain that my mind needs to embrace a new form of learning. But because God has given me this season in my life, it's not what I thought it would be. When I was younger in age, I projected onto this period of time as what I thought old would be. I thought I'd be done over. I thought I'd be not hardly moving. But I'm full of life because I'm full of the Spirit. 
the prayer says, God of all ages, help us to remain open to the new things that you want us to know about in our lives, no matter what age we are. So it reinforces how important it is for us to see the plans that God has for our life. So the wisdom thought for this day is to think about where you are right now and ask yourself one question. Am I walking out the plans that God has for my life? Am I walking out the plans that God has for my life? When our son entered the Marines, we were a little upset. His granddaddy had been a Marine. All the men in the King family had served in the armed services. But we just didn't think the young man really should go in the Marines. But we prayed with him. We showed him love. And I asked him two or three times, are you sure this is what God is saying to you, baby? He said, this is what he's saying. I said, are you sure you heard it in God's voice to you? He said, it's what I heard. We said, okay. When he went in the service, he said, I even said to him, guess what? There's going to be a war that they're training you to fight in. He said, well, it's not war here. And they told me I'll be able to travel and see the world. So he heard another part of the commercial that I didn't hear. No sooner than he got out of basic training and had his first assignment, 9-11 occurred, and within five days from 9-11, our son was on the plane to Okinawa, Japan, and we have yet to see him. And today is the first day, three and a half years later, that we will see our son. That's a blessing to God because every day we have prayed for him. We have prayed for all of those that are in the war. We're not selfish about our prayers, but we said thank you, God, for putting that protection around him. Thank you for bringing him back in his right mind and restoring his soul each and every day. And I still ask the same thing. Are we walking out our plans? that God has for our lives. As a parent to this young man, step-parent rather, I wasn't sure that was the right plan. But my plan as a parent was a plan to kept me on my knees praying. So within each of your plans, there are secondary plans that you want to pay attention to. Don't miss God in everything that you do. Don't Try to take God out of the equation simply by saying, I've got this handled, Jesus. You can take care of the 15 other things, but this one I have. Thank you. And thirdly, he says he will sustain and care for everything. That really does mean everything. I'll close with this point. There's a scripture in Thessalonians that says pray without ceasing. Early in my Christian journey, I wasn't sure how to employ that. I kept saying, 
Everywhere I go, I can't be on my knees. I can't crawl around my office on my knees just praying everywhere I go. And an older woman came to me and said, you're focusing on the wrong thing, young lady. You're focusing on the posture instead of the application of praying for God and unto God about everything that's going on. I said, well, okay, then I can't just walk into the meeting and say, in the name of Jesus, I declare that everything. She says, yes, you can. I said, it would be very disruptive in the meeting. She says, haven't you ever learned how to pray silently? I said, yes, ma'am, I have. She said, then that's the technique you need to learn how to use. And so the last thing I'll say is on this journey where God has plans for our life, he teaches us how to go from our head to our heart. The longest journey that ever occurs in any human being. But when you arrive at the destination of the heart that plans, the heart of the plans that God has for your life, it's an awesome day. And then when you continue to keep in that journey, keep in that flow, stay where he has called you to stay, your heart becomes full because then he reveals a little more about the plans he has for your life. But the secret to continuing to walk it out is thanking God every step of the way. Thank you, Lord, for the bumps. Thank you for the bruises. Thank you for the challenges. Thank you for the ups. Thank you for the downs. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for removing me from my family. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you for up, down, sound sign, round the corner. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that you have. Thank you for the financial blessings. Thank you for the challenging phone calls. Thank you for the school teachers. Thank you for the many people who have blessed my life. Thank you for the people who have ran the red traffic lights and you held me back at the other side. Thank you, Lord, for just the basis of the day. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And then in the midst of it all, thank you for salvation. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the crown of glory. Thank you for being God this day. In the name of Jesus, will we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, it's a great morning. The sun may not be shining over this spot of the world, but it's shining in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the uniqueness of March 2nd, 2005. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your people. Thank you for the gifts and the graces and the talents of all who are present here this day. Thank you for the piano. Thank you for the song. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for who you are in us. Thank you for your resurrection, Jesus Christ. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for dying for the sins of the world. Thank you for being an awesome an awesome wonder. Thank you for our breath. Thank you for the fellowship. But if you didn't do anything else for us, Lord, thank you for being God all by yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.